Thanks for listening to this episode of Unpacking Mental Health. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do this by clicking the Buy Me A Coffee link in the show notes. And this is a $5 donation, which will keep the podcast ad-free and go towards covering the expenses. And I would love, love, love if you could give my Instagram and Facebook a follow and I will update you with the next podcast. So have a great day and I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to this very special episode of Unpacking mental health. Uh, today we'll be ex- exploring uh, the most important topics of, of your entire life. And this will possibly become a, a, a podcast that you will listen to over and over again and become a canon in, in your life and give you a, a direction and meaning. So once again, thank you for uh, joining us. Have a a super awesome day. You're listening to Unpacking Mental Health, and we have a very special guest on today, Rodney Norman, all the way from Connecticut. Welcome, Rodney. Hello. It's a pleasure to be here. Wonderful. So for those who might not know, Rodney is a comedian and philosopher. Is that right? Yes. Yes. You're a real philosopher. I have two ways of not making any money. And what drew you to learning philosophy? Oh, it's been a lifelong pursuit. I loved uh, studying uh, philosophy and theology when I was young. And I've just always been fascinated with it. But I knew, uh, uh, you know, philosophy is not a big uh, moneymaker. Right. Um, I mean, if you pursue philosophy, you usually have to go into academics and become a professor. And yeah. That's just that was all just boring to me, and okay. so I, I I thought I would just take a more practical approach to it and just become a comedian, <laughs> and then yeah. throw philosophy in there. Yeah, so, and it's it's a great way to get to people, isn't it? The way that you kind of put it out to people is a palatable way to hear these things. Well, sure. You know, one one thing I noticed, I had a friend who was into uh, becoming a life coach. And he yeah. had an Instagram account. Every day he would get on there and he would tell people important messages, you know. Yeah. And uh, I always thought it was funny because he always had something important to say, but it didn't seem like anybody really paid any attention. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I was watching him one day and he's, uh, he's, he's in his hallway and he's got his phone up and he's saying, hey, you know, this is uh, different than my normal messages, and I just, I just want to take this time to let you know that if you're looking for uh, a reason or an excuse or permission to be successful today, I'm giving you that permission. You right. deserve to be successful today, and and it just cracked me up because he was, you know, he was so serious. <laughs> And uh, I thought, that's it. That's it. Because I've been doing this character kind of off and on over the years. He's, he's based on my grandfather who used to get drunk. He was he was an alcoholic, and he would always try to teach me and my, my cousin when we were kids all these life lessons. Right. And just kind of ramble on, and then out of nowhere he would say <laughs> something brilliant, call us knuckleheads, and tell us to go outside and play. Yeah. And so the, that day that I'm watching my friend do this video, it just dawned on me. It was like, that's it. My drunk grandfather as the world's worst motivational speaker. <laughs> and that's where yeah. I got this idea. Yeah. And then and then coupling it with, uh, you know, with the philosophy, it, it just, for some reason, it just, it, 
it captures people because they don't one they don't know what to expect. Yeah, you know, there's here's this this uh, dude out in the middle of nowhere just rambling, and so they're just trying to figure out what's going on. Then all of a sudden, he delivers a life lesson to you that you didn't know you were going to get, and yeah. it just kind of takes people for off guard. And uh, it's a lot of fun. I think also just not being overly serious helps people to realize that you know we don't need to be so serious all the time. The, the world is really at, at, a, at a turning point in so many ways. There's no reason to be freaked out about it and get overly worked about it. You know, focus yeah. on what you can do and just do your best, you know, and that, yeah. that's really the message. I was watching one of your videos this morning and I shared it on my page about um, the this is a message from all of the older generation to the younger generation that we actually don't know what we're doing either. And I thought that's kind of perfect. You know, it's like everything, kind of, we, every, everything they told us was turned out to be wrong too. So we're, we're, we're here with you. Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny how, like you said before, you sit there waiting to know what this piece of advice is because it's going to help us with the rest of our lives, but it's just that there's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your guess is good as ours. Have fun. Yeah, <laughs> very good. All right. So, shall I? I'll hit you with one of the easy questions. Then, shall I? Okay, let's do All it. Right. Yeah. Um. So, what's the meaning of life? The meaning of life is to find the meaning of life. All right. And by that, and by that, it's your life. I mean, you. Know, we all. We always look like. Oh, we. We need to climb atop of a large mountain and go speak to a wise man to find the meaning of life. Yeah. No, it's not, it's not, it's not a puzzle to be solved. It's not a maze to be run through and pick up pieces and come out at the end. Life isn't any of that. Life, life is a blank canvas in that we create our life. That's, and whether you believe in, in God or you believe in just we're a bunch of happy accidents that just fumbled along out of nowhere in the middle of the darkness and popped out and here we are, whatever you believe, it comes down to the same thing, that uh, we have a gift, we have life, and it's it's just that. It's a gift. It's here. Do What are you going to do with it? You know, And you can sit around and mope about it and complain that you're here. Or you can do something amazing with it and have just go crazy and have fun. Mm, and that, yeah. that really is the whole meaning of life is just creating a meaning for your life. Yeah. It's, it's all, it's all comes from you. Your life is a user, user defined. Yeah. That's a great way to look at it. So somebody who might be dealing with anxiety, you do a bit of stand up comedy, obviously, and you're on the internet a lot. How do you, do you get anxiety yourself? I, I think the only anxious feeling I get is when I'm making a video and I go to post it, I always think, uh, just pops into my head is this is the video that's going to end it all. People are going to go, <laughs> okay, we're done with this nonsense yeah, and it's yeah. over. You know, it'll be over. I, I think that's the only anxiety I experience. Um, I, right. I've learned... Yeah, well, my my childhood, my family, we moved around a lot. So it seems like every 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 other year, I was starting in a new school. So I was I was constantly the new kid. Mm -hmm. And um, one thing I learned is that the kids that I was running into, that I was meeting, were probably more um, 
they were more anxious about uh, life than I was. Here I was the new kid, and I just didn't care. I was so new. I was so used to being the new kid that it never bothered me. Right. Um, I got really very. Strong. Yeah, I got very. I got very comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think uh, having that skill has has really benefited me throughout life. Uh, you know, going th- being in the Marine Corps and uh, uh, going on a religious uh, mission and, uh, and then going to college and starting a family and doing stand-up. I just, I end up finding myself doing really weird, awkward things all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm comfortable with it. And a lot of our anxiety comes from going into situations where we're not comfortable. Or circumstances change, so it makes where our comfort zone change yeah I and guess that's what creates that anxiety you know it's just that, that having a lot of unknowns happening all at once yeah kind of makes us feel uncomfortable and it's getting it's just knowing that we always inflate this the 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 the, the circumstances in our mind we always think it for the worst we always because that's what we're designed to do is we're always expecting that and when you never deal with any of that that's what that's how the anxiety builds up. That's how the all that just starts playing on you. And then, uh, you know, you, you actually become uh, paralyzed in not knowing what to do. It's like, how do I deal with this? And just finding ways to just cope with that and just keep moving. You find yourself just work through it all. Yeah. So instead of getting mired. Forward. Yeah. Instead of getting mired in the muck, you just keep moving. And eventually you're, you're, you're out of it. You're up on good ground and you're moving along yeah so you mentioned um building a family you how many children do you have oh uh, we had five children five children um, okay yeah with uh with the one woman yeah uh, right. very proud of that <laughs> <laughs> good job <laughs> yeah and so with parenting i guess there's a lot of mental health um around i guess when I say it, there are a lot of mental health problems like postnatal depression and things like this that um, I speak with a lot of women about and people about raising children and a lot of guilty feelings and not knowing what to do. And especially for first-time parents, we're all trying to get it right and get it perfect. Um, what kind of advice do you have around that? Yeah, it's it's a weird thing, especially with your first kid, because, you know, you just you're just a couple young knuckleheads. And then all of a sudden, oh hey, here's this life that's dependent on you. Mm. Uh, it 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 can kind of throw you a little bit. I I think the main thing is just uh, focus on what you know needs to be done, and just and just do that. You know, I mean, the luxury uh, that we get as raising babies is that they don't know what the hell they're doing for the first couple years either. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. So we yeah, don't have so, to look so good doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, we can make a lot of mistakes there. Um, but a lot of it is just just knowing that your heart's in the right place and that they understand that your heart's in the right place and that you're doing what you're doing your best. Because really yeah. a child just needs to know that they're loved and they're cared for and that they're appreciated. That they're, you know, That's the biggest thing. If you give a child love and support, they're going to figure you figured life out on your own. I mean, your parents were influential, but at some point in time, you think, uh, wow, they aren't that smart. 
<laughs> and and then you think you're the most brilliant person ever and that they should listen to you more. And then as you get older and you have your own kids, you realize, wow, my parents were a lot smarter than I thought. Yeah. You know, we all go through those cycles. Your, yeah. your kids are going to blame you for all their problems. Just expect it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but just be there for them. You know, I've got a, I got a daughter right now that she's kind of going through a lot of, lot of issues. And, uh, you know, I told her, I said, look, if you want to accept me as the reason that you're, you know, unhappy because of the way I raised you. Because, you know, we homeschooled them. Okay. Um, she she kind of felt like she lost out going to school and i'm like uh, like we gave you the you know we gave you the option to go back to school if you wanted to you didn't have to do homeschool yeah. um and, and just, but just in working through her issues i said look if if you want to blame me go ahead mm-hmm. but ultimately it's your decision what you do with your life not yeah. mine i i've never pushed you into doing anything i've accepted you for who you are i love you for who you are i support you for what you do um but if it feels like you're just looking for excuses to not be happy, and if you're not happy, that's it's all you. It's it's your decision. Uh, yeah. Happiness, sad, whatever, it's all a behavior, and it's a choice that you make. And if you choose to just be miserable, and oh look, there's a lot of people who are happy being miserable. They want to be miserable. So they want everything wrong. They want everything to be sad and miserable and everything goes wrong for them because that's what it's become their identity. And it's like, well, okay, if that's what you want, then, you know, be miserable and be happy being miserable. So hopefully she'll come out the other side of that sometime. Yeah, she's, I'm, yeah she's, she's doing better. I mean, she's, uh, she's a lot happier now. She's been, you know, get, going through the whole process. And, yeah. You know, we. I, I love her dearly, and I, w- I wish her the best. But it's like, you know, you, when until you finally decide that your life is your life, and that the outcomes that you're getting are because of choices you've made. Until you grasp that, you're always just going to be a, a, you know, a ship adrift on the on the waves. And you're just going to be whatever you wherever you go, and whatever happens is not your. It, when you decide to just not be in charge, then you're just going to be adrift. You're not really, and you're never going to be happy. You're never going to find a port. You're just going to be floating around out there going, Hey, how come I can't ever have anything I want? And so well, you're not, you're not even trying to get what you mm-hmm. want. You I know? think you it's like be, we, sorry, it's your choices, isn't it? That sometimes the choices that you make take you down paths. It's not all by accident. You, you end up in places because of your decisions. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like uh, the old adage, we're, we're free to make our own choices, but we're not free to choose the consequences of those choices. And, and sometimes you make a choice that you think is perfectly fine, that it's the right choice. This is what I need to do. And then when you make it, you realize that it, was, it didn't get you anywhere. Mm-hmm. And you can sit there and get miserable and be upset about it. Or, you know, it ends up taking you somewhere you weren't expecting. And, and, and it's those putting those expectations on, on decisions and thinking that, oh, this is going to solve all my problems. And then when it doesn't solve anything, makes things worse, then we get, we get even more bogged down. But when you decide that things are not either good or bad, they just are, it's easier to do it. It's, it's because you're not 
you're not building yourself up for disaster. Yeah. If you're expecting yeah. disaster, you're already ready for it, you know? Yeah. That's and right. It's all, it, it, and it's all just getting people to understand those simple concepts that when you stop putting judgments and values on things that happen to you, you know, this whole, I tell people you're nothing special. And what I mean by that is all these horrible things that are happening to you aren't because you're singled out by the universe for disaster. It's not because God hates you. It's, it's just, that's just life. It happens to everybody. And that's what we're here for. We're here to experience all this stuff. We're here to get our, our hearts broken. We're here to um, have friends betray us. We're here to learn anger and pain and all and the frustration. But it's overcoming that so that when we find true love, when we find a real friend, when we truly have joy in our lives, we can appreciate and know what it is because we know what it isn't. You know, if, yeah. if your whole life, you know, you look at you look at people who have everything they could ever want. You know, they're born into a wealthy family. They have money. They have, there's nothing they could ever want for in their whole life. So many times they they have drug and alcohol abuse issues. They have they because they feel like if they ever accomplish anything, nobody believes nobody supports them uh, thinking that they're a success. Other than saying, well, you're from a rich family, so you can, mm. that obviously you're going to be successful. You know, yeah. they, they never can overcome that, a lot of them. And, and, and even though they have everything they could ever want, at the end of it, they're still miserable. You know, because they've never really had to struggle with anything. Because, you know, when they make a bad decision, you know, daddy's there with the lawyers to make it go away. Yeah. And then they turn into, you know, it, it's, it's, it's an interesting I, I tell people, well, if, what would be the situation you w would have wanted to be born into? And almost most people say, oh, I want to be born rich and everything. And you go, yeah, but then you're never going to become the interesting person that you are now. Mm. I read something the other day that said that people who are very wealthy often have the least authentic friendships and are also wondering if people are around because of them as a person or just because of their money. So you get stuck in this yes. place, not really sure if you're validated as a human. Yeah. You know, I've, I've hung out with a lot of uh, wealthy and uh, famous people and you can see that they just, they, a lot of them are just lonely because they just don't have anybody uh, yeah. that they can really trust to some yeah. degree, you know? Yeah. And yet we all aspire to be, wealthy and or rich or have you know all of these things but that's also not the money doesn't make you happy thing is very true yeah um, just having more stuff doesn't solve anything it just yeah. gives you more more stuff to worry about mm. and this day with social media we're all kind of comparing with each other right <laughs> but, you know <laughs> yes well you know it's it's funny because uh when you bring that up a lot with my character, I wanted to do um, everything wrong with this, with this, you know, first of all, I'm not young and attractive. My hair is always a mess. I'm never in style. Uh, half the time, the videos I make, there's trucks going by and there's weird noises all over the place. And, yeah. and I do all, all of that is completely intentional because I want to, I want to do it completely wrong. Yeah. You know, they, <laughs> 
Well, you know, they're 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 saying, well, you got to have a neutral background and all these weird, you know, get these your, things they tell you to. Perfect. Yeah, get your lighting perfect, your sound perfect, and uh, you know, and I'm going. Well, that's what everybody else is trying to do. I'm I, I, I I'm going to just completely do it wrong. <laughs> and so that's been my attitude towards the entire thing is just do it wrong all the time. Yeah. And it works uh, because it, that makes you stand out then, doesn't it? Yeah. It's just, yeah. if you know, if I, it's, I tell people when they get into doing stand-up comedy, you know, when they, you, when you start writing jokes, I tell them, find the, find the obvious joke, find the joke that everybody else would write and then don't do that one. Yeah. <laughs> You know, figure out where everybody else thinks the joke should go, and then you find the opposite because that's that's where you 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 uh, that's where you find the magic is when you do what they don't expect you to do. It's interesting how people compare themselves and their lives with others, like on social media. But it's the highlight reel that they're looking at, isn't it? It's not people are thinking, "Oh, I wish I." had that car or was sitting by a pool drinking that martini or something, but really that person's at a hotel and it's not their house and it's not their, you know, <laughs> they've snapped yeah. a quick picture. That's not what they're doing on a Tuesday at 10 o'clock. Absolutely. It's, it's real easy to fake a lot of things if you're, you're trying to create that image. Yeah. In reality, they're just normal people doing normal things. And so, yeah, we try to, we try to, yeah, we're, we're always trying to put together this uh, perfect image, especially on social media. It's probably worse now than ever before, because now it's, you know, before you just tried to look good at sc- in school or, you know, you, you had your opportunities when you would shine. Now it's a, a 24-hour day obsession. It's very unhealthy, I think, to some degree. Dealing with criticism from people, what would you, what advice <laughs> would you give on dealing with someone who tells you you're not doing something right? Oh, I get this. Uh, you know, I had I had one that. Well, it's always funny. You know, as a stand-up comic, you can go into a room of you know, you know, five hundred people, and have four hundred ninety-nine of them laughing, and you get that one guy who's just sitting there with his arms crossed, staring at you. And that's the guy you fixate on. That's the guy that bothers you the whole time. Right. And it's the same. It's the same with this stuff. You know, I'll have people who write all kinds of wonderful, flattering things about my videos, and there'll be this one guy who says, uh, uh, "Yeah, this is old. This is this bit's getting old. Uh, you're running out of material." You know, that's that's the one that gets in my head, and I'm like, Ugh. but. Uh, I've learned just ignore it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Because you know they're they're basing a, a lot of these times on somebody, especially with videos and stuff that I make. Um, and I find this just true in any, anything, is that the people making these comments are usually people who don't know your whole story. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them, a lot of them. This is the first video of mine they've ever seen, or maybe they saw another video two, you know, a year ago. And now all of a sudden I, I'm popping up again. And so yeah. they're basing their entire comment based on a very limited experience mm-hmm. with who I am and what I'm doing. And so when you get, when you get worked up about it, it's like, okay, it's kind of, it's, it, it, it kind of, I have to feel sorry for them that they felt so confident to say something without having any knowledge about it. 
Yeah, it, wonders, that, it makes you wonder why they would even comment, like why people comment yeah. that way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one, one, uh, somebody had written recently, they go, Hey, uh, you know, I've defended you and I've, uh, I've watched your videos and I've, I've been on your side. And then I realized that it was just a character that you're making. And now I feel betrayed and, uh, oh. all this. And I'm like, you know, my comment to him was, Look, I understand, you know, when I was a kid and I found out Lee Majors wasn't actually a bionic man, you know, the $6 million man wasn't real, uh, I was crushed too. Like, yeah. I mean, in a way, it was I take it as a compliment because it was like, wow, this guy really didn't know it was an act. That's, yeah. That just means I'm really good at what I do. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, funny. So, so, yeah, a lot of it is I, I, I try to take any kind of criticism I get. My first thing is, you know, what is it that they're saying and what can I learn from it? You know, what is it that that they're saying that I'm not? Yeah. Um, and if there's something to be gained from it and that makes me better, you know, and I, I think, uh, you know, some negative comments saying, hey, it's uh, I'm getting bored with this character. It's like, oh, well, you know what? Maybe I do need to have more fun with this character and do expand a little bit more you know instead of getting upset it's like okay well what can i learn from it you know mm. but also um, the that, other twenty thousand people that are watching it might still be enjoying it and that one guy isn't so it's you know yeah, a, yeah i'm not gonna yeah you, it's like oh, okay this one guy doesn't like me so the other two two million people well that's their problem i'm gonna have to stop now because this guy doesn't <laughs> like me yeah you know Sorry, yeah. everybody. Uh, this <laughs> yeah. guy doesn't think this is good, so we're going to have to stop doing it. I'm going to close everything down. <laughs> I'm going to just shut everything down. Please, this one guy <laughs> who's, who's been on the internet, he's, he's been on Facebook for two months. He has four followers. Three of them are his two, uh, other accounts that he started. That's the guy I need to listen to. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imagine how much hate mail that guy would get. <laughs> Well, you know, I had, I, I, I started not responding to a lot of them because I, sometimes I would just joke around with them and then my fans would jump on top of them and go crazy. Uh, yeah. And I, I'm like, now a lot of times I'll just, I just delete the comments if they're too, too vulgar. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. And there can be people with a whole bunch of, I guess, different learning abilities and things that might be commenting. Yeah. And then yeah. I don't know these people. Them. I, yeah, absolutely. And a lot of them are just trolls. They're just looking for something to argue about. So yeah. a lot of it, like I said, uh, most of it, if you learn something from it and it, it inspires you to be better. Awesome. Otherwise mm -hmm. move on. Yeah. You know? So the only other thing I had to really ask, which you might shed some light on, is about this whole um, pandemic situation. I haven't really spoken too much about it on my channel because everyone fights, but I wanted to kind of yeah. put something positive on it that's not so um, divisive, you know. Well, I, I look at it that we're just, we're getting, you know, we all watch, uh, you know, movies and we come out of the movie theater or, and we think, well, I want to be a superhero. I want to, you know, we kind of want to live that yeah. kind of adventurous yeah. life. Well, now with this pandemic, we all are living our own uh, fantasy world. 
Because everything we knew is completely gone. It's all messy. It's all just jumbled and crazy and going nuts. And it seems to be getting crazier every day. Well, instead of getting all worked up about it, just just pretend you're in the movie and you're having a great time. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's like how because no matter what you try to come up with, it just gets the it just gets crazier and crazier every day. You know, I mean, it's it's gotten to the point now where we're uh, you know we're exploring the idea that hey, uh, time travel's real. Uh, Aliens are been living with us for years. We're being controlled by, uh, you know, some sort of weird reptilian. It's just the whole world has just gone completely. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard that yet. But yeah, that's going, New the Zealand. Whole world, <laughs> well, the whole the whole world's just going completely nuts. And uh, yeah. instead of going, oh no, oh no, the best reaction is, sweet, life was kind of boring before anyway. You know, I mean, we were all just milled about doing little to nothing. All of a sudden, hey, look, this is pretty cool. This is we yeah. get to spend more time with our families. Uh, and, you know, hey. Yeah, unless we this, don't like this... them very much. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, 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 if you get if you get worked up about it and... Uh, you know, and everybody's got the political angle to it. I, I am so tired of fighting over politics. Yeah. Because it never, it doesn't ever accomplish anything other than just get you upset. And I think that's all by design. It's like uh, we're, it's being used to manipulate and control us. And when you finally, and this has been my message, is look, if, when you stop and you step back and really take in what, what you have control over and you focus on that, all this other, this fear mongering and all this hatred that they keep trying to use to get you to do bad, uh, make you make bad decisions. You know, when you're, when you're in control of your own life and your own destiny, you're, you're not worked up about all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. When you know that yeah. you're, you're, you're good with who you are and you're taking care of the people around you, the rest of the world can go do whatever it's going to do. And you don't really need to be fighting people on the internet about it. No, no. I mean, it's the dumbest thing ever. It's literally (laughs) we're you're fighting in space. That if if all the power went off, all of that's gone. Yeah. And what are you left with? You know, I mean, think about that. If if right now, if all electricity, if a big huge EMP just explodes and takes out. You know, or a solar flare comes and just knocks out all electronics, and the internet's gone, your phone's gone, all you've got is who is around you. What what does your life look like after that? And when you realize that that is what your life is now, you just don't aren't paying attention. Yeah, it changes. Yeah. It changes you. You know, and you realize, wow, I I I've got a lot. I've got a lot to be happy about. You know, I don't need. You know, having thousands and thousands of followers on Facebook is nice, but like I said, it could, you know, flip of the switch and it's gone. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the person sitting next to you in the, at, at home, that's who matters more. Yeah. You know, and I hope that everybody's really come to grips with that and realize, you know, that's more important than any of this other nonsense they keep throwing at us. 
Mm, I think as humans, we try and control things as much as we can, don't we? So when these things happen, we're just all a little bit. Yeah, well, and that's what creates part, a lot of that anxiety is that we feel like we're not in control. Yeah. And, we, and the, the, the most important things for us to think about are things that we have no control over, which gives us more anxiety. Yeah. But it's funny that we thought we had control before. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> you know, when, the, when you finally realize it's all an illusion, it's all a big shell game being played on you, you go, oh, okay. Uh, the easiest thing to not get played is not be a part of the game. Yeah. Yeah. You I know? like you. You need us all. I like yeah. About being in a movie theater though and coming out and wanting to, you know, be a superhero or something because that's exactly. Yeah, he was like, all yeah. right, here I go. Here yeah. I am to save the day. Well, hey, guess what? <laughs> be the superhero of your own story. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Very cool. All right. Well, did you have any other parting wisdom for us? Uh, just, you know, uh, take a few deep breaths and enjoy your life. That's, a, that's what we're, we're here for is to learn, to grow, to love, to learn, you know, uh, and I'm not saying ignore things. I'm not saying, you know, take yourself out and just, you know, live in a la-la land all the time. But find things that you can actually make a difference on. Find the things that you can control and give your effort to those things. The things you can't control, you know, watch them, be aware of them, but if you have no control then just let it go focus on what you can you'll find you just be a lot happier you know if you're worried about food shortages grow a garden um you know learn how to put some food away you know uh, there's just so much more that you can do with your life to just uh, eliminate the the fear eliminate the anxiety by just doing the things that you can do mm. grow where you're Grow where you're planted and just enjoy your life. Don't don't get you don't need to get all worked up about everything. No one's keeping score. Yeah, you can you know? channel all that energy into a productive thing to make yourself happier. Yes, yes. And yeah. if you're making yourself happier, you make the people around you happier. Yeah. You know, if you're not if you're not adding to their anxiety and their fear, that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, you that's know? an awesome way to look at it. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Rodney. It's been amazing to have you. Um, oh, well, thank you. Thank you for reaching out to me. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unpacking Mental Health. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do this by clicking the Buy Me A Coffee link in the show notes. And this is a $5 donation, which will keep the podcast ad-free and go towards covering the expenses. And I would love, love, love if you could give my Instagram and Facebook a follow and I will update you with the next podcast. So have a great day and I hope you enjoy.